welcome to Let's Dive In. It's our little podcast. Where we have a go at answering questions all about life, the universe and everything in it. And it blows my tiny mind. I'm Phil. And I'm Julie. So let's dive in. different this week so so Ju- julie another day another podcast another topic to dive into yes yes and i'm really excited but before we begin i do want to remind all of our listeners out there that they can send in their very own questions to us through social media once we've got this whole hashtag thing yes uh, the all-important hashtag yeah so it's hashtag let's dive in and you never know next time we might be answering your question on here just like we're about to answer a different one Speaking of which, Phil, what is our question for this week? No, it's a good question. Uh, Okay, so if I was to say boom to you, what would you think? You're adding a sound effect to your awful jokes. No, no. First of all, my jokes are fantastic. Buntastic, even. So, okay, okay, let me me phrase it another way. Okay, so what if I was to say to you? No, your farts again. No. No, I'm not. And also, can you please stop telling people about that? It's explosions, Julie. Explosions. Ah, but farts are explosions. Well, well, yes, but but I, I, I'm right. Yeah, okay, yeah, you are. Okay, fine. Okay, but yeah, but Maya asked us, how do scientists do explosions? Well, that is a very good question. Mm-hmm. Is the answer farts? Julie, the answer is not far. I mean, we're cut. Can we just cut to the kids? I'm here. I am trying to be professional. I'll keep for the one time. I'd, oh God, just just cut to the kids. Please cut to the kids. I am Bethany and, my, and I'm seven years old. Hello, Bethany. I am Juliet, I'm nine years old and I am Beth's sister. Okay. And who are you? I know that I'm four. And who are you and how old are you? Tycho. Tycho? I'm two and a half. My little brother. That is your little brother, that's right. Okay, so what we're going to do today is we're going to have a chance to look at some explosions. So if I say the word explosion to you, Julia, mm-hmm. what do you think an explosion is? I think a explosion is either like a volcano erupting, like a big explosion, or it is a little one, like fireworks, a bit like fireworks maybe. Okay. What about you, Beth? If I say explosion to you, what do you think about? I think about things, little things going into really big things. And so things starting off small and, and expanding? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Nova? If I say explosion, what do you think about? More like a rocket ship or a, or a volcano. And so what do you think Erupting. happens inside a volcano that makes it explode? Do you have any because idea? the hot lava is so hot, it explodes out. Why does it explode out Is it when it's so hot? Because it's so full. Because it's full? So you think yeah. the, the volcano is just so full that it's got to let some stuff out? Oh, okay, I like those. And they have definitely thought about it. And I, I guess I have too, because I have seen lots of explosions. In real life? No. But, well, but, well, Danger is my middle name. What? Phil Danger Smith? Da- well, well, no, not actually really. I mean, I've seen lots of explosions in films. Like those. Well, of- yeah, I lo- a lot of us have, I guess. I mean, James Bond is something that, that has a lot of explosions in it. And I liked, uh, what was it? Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner for the, yeah. for the kids. But... <laughs> You know what? This isn't really a topic that we are experts in, Phil. 
No, and you know what happens when that is the case. We either research the topic more or... Or we find someone else who knows more about it than us. So for this particular show, instead of just us answering, we're actually going to take our question to a chemist, someone who knows loads about chemicals and how they work. And this person is pretty special. Oh, yes. Yes, they are. It's... It's my dad. <laughs> Yay! Your dad. Wait, wait. Because your dad. Shouldn't you call him like Papa? You know, because like you're English and stuff. Well, I do call him Papa, but not because I'm English, but because I'm from Belgium. So it's Mama and Papa, not <laughs> Papa. <laughs> I wrote that as like a hilarious joke, going like, "Oh, Papa, England," and it's actually true. <laughs> Hello, Papa. <laughs> Hello, Papa. Well, it's Papa G to you. Oh, so, okay, that's much cooler. Okay, that's so way... here he is, Papa G. Papa G. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm a chemist. And while it's been many years since I worked in a laboratory, I'm still very active in the chemical industry. What do you do in the chemical industry? Well, I work with a company which sells very special chemicals to lots of other people who use them to make things. Chemistry is fascinating because there are so many things you can create. And even today, after thousands of years, people working with chemicals are making new things and discovering new things almost every day. Just about every aspect of our life is touched by chemicals. Uh, We are made up of lots of different chemicals. Chemicals uh, are made of elements, which are the basic building blocks of everything. And currently, we've discovered 118 elements. And a very clever Russian man called Mendeleev found that he could organise these into a chart. And that chart we now call the periodic table. And all the elements grouped together in types that have similar properties, which helps us understand how they behave. So the periodic table, did you use it periodically at home? <laughs> periodically, haha. No, I did actually, though. <laughs> um, I had it as a, a placemat that I had under my dinner plate and my breakfast plate and my lunch plate every day for many years um, because it was... Oh, right, wait, why? Why? Well, um, my... Well, it's cool, I know. But... My dad's a chemist, so he's interested in that. But also he thought it was a really fun memory test for me, just, you know, to get oh. the memory, you know, cogs working and all that. We used to do that, but like when you in secondary school, when you do science, you have to learn like the first twenty off. You do like hydrogen, yeah. helium, lithium, lithium, brilliant, boron, yeah. carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, fluorine, neon, sodium, magnesium, right. aluminium, silicon, phosphorus, sulfur, chlorine, argon, potassium, calcium, scandium, titanium, vanadium, chromium, manganese, iron, cobalt, nickel, copper, zinc, alum, germanium, arsenic, selenium, bromine, krypton, rubidium, strontium, yttrium, zirconium, molybdenum, technetium, ruthenium, and okay. I've forgotten the rest. Oh yeah, because there's only like few left. How <laughs> what? that did improve your memory? So like that's unreal. So yeah. it's like, oh wait, it's formed out the, 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 the building blocks of your mem. That's awesome. Okay, I thought I was being good, like naming eight or nine of them there and then kind of go, yeah, like a good name up to 20. And you just rattled off 50. That's, that's quite impressive. Let's move on quickly because you're seeming incredibly impressive and it's making me look bad. So I'm okay with that. I'm not, I'm not I'm completely fine with this. You just <laughs> mentioned building blocks of memory. So actually, it may have been the building blocks of my memory to, to try and remember them. But actually, the chemicals are the building blocks of everything. And everything is chemical. Yeah, and I know, and sometimes people hear the word chemicals and they get worried. But like you said, everything is just a chemical or a mix of elements to make different chemicals or a mix of chemicals together. Actually, hold on, Julie, actually, um, a great thing for you now here. You'll you'll love this now. Hold on one second. Uh, Why can't you trust chemicals? I don't know, Phil. 
Why can't you trust chemicals? Because <laughs> they make up everything. Because <laughs> they make up everything. <laughs> right, back to Go. Papa G. <laughs> when we mix chemicals together, sometimes we have to add heat for them to combine together. And this is called an endothermic reaction. And a simple example of an endothermic reaction is boiling an egg. We add heat and the bits of the egg come together and the egg goes hard. Explosions occur when chemicals react together and give off a lot of energy and heat. We call that an exothermic reaction. If that reaction is confined into a small space, it causes an explosion. The original explosive was gunpowder. And this was discovered by the Chinese more than 1,000 years ago. It was originally designed as a medicine. The use of gunpowder spread across, across Europe. And gunpowder is a very simple explosive. It was widely used as a propellant for guns and cannons. And if you visit any old castle, you'll see lots of cannons. Cannons were also used at sea for ships to fight each other especially by pirates Ahoy, shooting at each other. Two of the most famous pirates came from Ireland and uh, they were called Grace O'Malley and Anne Bonny. So they were women too, not just men were pirates. OK, so after having a think about explosions and what they were and why they happened, we went inside to Papa G's kitchen to make a slow-burning fuse. Uh, a bit like what pirates might have used back in the oldie days to send cannonballs flying across the seas. Quick aside, if you want to make this at home, which you're very welcome to do and we'd love for you to do, please do make sure that you have a sensible grown-up with you who knows how to follow instructions and take any necessary safety precautions, etc, etc. Thank you. We make a fuse, we use saltpetre. Saltpetre is actually used to pickle foods like meat, and you can get it in a supermarket. 36 grams. What have we got in there so far, girls? 34. 34, a little, okay, little bit more. 35. 36. Okay. So, so that's okay. And then to mix with that, we put in sugar. Yummy. Don't eat this. Don't eat this. This is not for eating. <laughs> then we put them together in a jar and gave them a good old shake. So it's well mixed up together. Then After that, the frying pan went on the stove. The stove was turned on. We turned up the heat and poured in some water. Bring the water to the boil. And when the water was boiling, we poured in the saltpetre and sugar mixture. Here's the water boiling now. Now we're going to pour in the mixture and we're going to stir it up. And then we had about a metre of 100% cotton string that I had bought that day and we put it in the pan. Now to make sure it's easy to take out at a later point, we left a tiny bit of the string hanging out the edge of the frying pan along the handle so that it doesn't all get coiled up when you pull it out and so that it doesn't burn. Yeah, I wouldn't want to put my fingers in a pan of boiling water. Yeah. Definitely not. You see, it's now getting nice and frothy. Wow, it's really... Wow. Oh, my. There we go. Very carefully, we then take the string out of the frying pan and then lay it out on a baking tray, pop it in the oven and... The oven dry. 20 minutes later... Well, that's the fuse and I'm going to try and light one end if the lighter works. 
There we go. Step back. Step back, everyone. You mean? Do it again, Papa G. Do it again. Oh, I can't do it again. I've used it all up now. Oh, that was cool. Oh, I'm definitely trying that. Well, I'm trying that once I make sure that I'm safe and that I have proper adult supervision to be safe. Yes, adult supervision definitely required. Also, safety goggles are useful. And, you know, whenever you've got any other safety equipment, that would be definitely. Actually, you should check out one of our video episodes where Phil actually got suited and booted in a whole hazmat suit of safety. So, you know, this is very important especially when dealing with explosions. Well, yes, especially with them. And speaking of which, uh, we have a, a simple little demo that actually people can try at home. Um, will, we, will we bring it out and see what we can do with it? Yes, yes, let's go on, go on. Okay, well, let's try. So for this next experiment, you're going to need some old film canisters, some Alka-Seltzer tablets and some water to make teeny tiny little rockets. And I'll leave it to you guys to have a chat with mum and dad about what Alka-Seltzers are. What I'm going to do, okay, mm-hmm. is take my little canister, I'm going to open it up and I'm going to pop a little Alka-Seltzer in. So what we're going to do is I'm going to pour the water in and then I'm going to quickly put the lid on and then I'm going to turn it over. Now, what do you think is going to happen on the inside whilst it's fizzing? And I've turned it over. Wait a minute. I'm going to pour the water in. And as I'm pouring the water in, Beth, do you want to have a go and tell me what you think is going to happen? Go on, listeners. You guys have a guess too. I think that when you turn it over, um, it's going to... Explode! That was a very teeny tiny explosion. But can you see that it's still fizzing? Yeah. <laughs> now what's happening? What is that? That's what's going on there? What is the fizz? Okay, so you didn't have that much time to guess. So, here's what is happening on the inside of our little film canister. When you look at what an Alka-Seltzer is made of, you can see that it's made of an acid, mostly citric acid and sodium bicarbonate. So that's an acid and an alkali. And when you mix these two things together with water, something called carbon dioxide gas is made and it's this gas that forms the little bubbles. Now, all these little carbon dioxide bubbles pop inside the little film canister and as more and more of this carbon dioxide gas is is created in the canister, there's less and less space inside the canister for all this gas and it's got to go somewhere and eventually there's just so much of it that the pressure inside it builds up and it can't escape until at one point it goes and the canister pops off. So we're going to go five, four, three, two, one, blast off when I turn it over. Okay, ready? Five. Not yet. Five, 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 four, four three, three, two, two one, blast off. <laughs> and again. Five, five, blast off. Three, two, one, blast off. <laughs> yeah, that one worked really well. That's really cool. And again, ready? Five, four. Three, two, one, blast off! Well, so this is how we know that it doesn't always work according to plan. The drama. 
Although not an exact science then, Phil. Yeah, no, we didn't know when they were going to go off. So yes, not for us, but in this bit, but like other people who are trained know how to do it. Like if you picture like say a, a demolitions expert, like she'd know exactly what was going on and when things would go off or, or other mechanical engineers, they'd know exactly what, when and how big their boom would be. Phil... A demolitions expert. It's, it's not something that everyone talks about a lot. It's actually a term that I'd never heard of before we talked about it today. Um, for me, a demolition expert is one of my kids who literally just walks around and demolishes everything and everything gets knocked over or broken or, you know, like you build a tower of blocks and they just knock it down. Like what what is an actual grown up demolitions expert? Well, firstly, there are grown-ups who behave in exactly that way as well. Like when I try to go in and clean things and suddenly things become a bigger mess than they were before. <laughs> but in, in the, this definition of what I'm talking about, a demolitions expert is like sometimes you have buildings that need to be taken down that are like they're not unsafe or you need to, you know, put something in place like you need to build a new building. So you have to take the old one down. And rather than just taking down bit by bit by bit and taking ages and ages and ages, sometimes you can hire demolitions experts and she'd go in and she'd put charges at particular like weak spots in the building, knowing exactly like the physics and the mechanics and the engineering, the architecture of the building to know where the weak points are. So if you break them, that the building will not only collapse but collapse in a really small space and be safe to be then swept up and taken away but also safe that when it does the the explosions do happen that they don't fly everywhere and damage anything else so it's like a controlled explosion where they know what's happening so i mean it's actually like a really kind of controlled environment or controlled explosion is how i describe it so not all explosions are dangerous then hmm okay wait wait i'll go and check with my dad Chemists today try not to cause explosions. Um, when an explosion does happen, it's usually because something's gone badly wrong. Um, but there are times when we want to have explosions in a very controlled manner, uh, such as uh, explosions occur inside the, the engine of a car. And that's what those little explosions push the pistons up, which make the engine work. And there are also explosions are needed in mining industry and used by geologists when they're studying the Earth's crust. So there you have it. Explosions, how scientists and engineers do them and how useful they can be. Yeah, yeah. And they're everywhere, but mostly they're inside like engines where you can see them. So if you see, actually do see a big explosion, don't be a hero and turn around and walk away slowly from it. Really? Slowly? I would run. Yeah, run, like fast. Yeah, but explosions are really cool. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. Once they're controlled, safe and supervised responsibly, no exceptions at all. Absolutely. Safety first, Phil. Now, just out of curiosity, what is your favourite explosive noise? <laughs> Apart from my farts. Uh, probably my favourite explosion noise will be like a... Or, although I am quite partial to a... As well, like a whoosh. Yeah, like a... Noise. You? Ooh, I quite like the idea of like a cannonball being shot out of a, what is it called, a cannon? Yeah, a cannon. Yeah, a cannon. Yeah, so the, the good old boom noise, like a <laughs> big reverberating boom. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, I was just thinking of being back on that pirate ship. 
Ah, them were the days, yar. <laughs> the yeah, oh, yes, sailing the seven seas, looking for a booty. For, for, Wait, no, not, for booty. not a booty. Not booty. For booty. Ah, looking no. for a booty. No, 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 no way. You said booty. <laughs> booty. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Oh, well. Uh, found... Actually, no, wait. I found a thing that, that reminds me. Uh, speaking of, I found a treasure, uh, which actually will tell you what your pirate name would be. Um, listeners will put it up on the website so you, and we'll tweet it out so you can have a go at this. But, Judy, what's your, uh, what's your pirate name? Money buckets, shipwreck, stink a lot, horn swag. <laughs> stink a lot, horn swag. <laughs> I feel like I should put it on with like a pirate accent. So, hi, me name be Money Buckets, shipwreck, stink a lot, horn swag. That sounds you, terrible. You, you did say stink a lot though, at the same time. You did, you did get quite refined midway through that. Okay, let me have a look at mine. Okay, okay what's P? P, P, P is matey. Good start, matey. And then we got M, spike. Matey, spike. Okay, I'm liking this. Like said, like, like a really kind of like, you know, cool thing. Matey, spike. And what's S? Puffy, puffy pants. Puffy pants. <laughs> matey, spike. Puffy pants. <laughs> um, okay, great. Puffy pants, Thank you. great. <laughs> yeah, see, so we've back. got stink a lot for me and puffy pants for you. Brilliant. See, it, Brilliant. explosions. It all comes back to farts in the end. See, like, it comes uh-huh, back to farts. Or, or farts come from your back. <laughs> see wow another science fact I mean like how do we do it oh man it's a wonder a total no, no, I mean wonder. it's amazing how much science we fit into the show actually we should end on a sea shanty you ready yeah go on there ready so, yo-ho, okay yo-ho Yo-ho, 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 a bottle of science, science for me. me. Good job, that wasn't. Yeah, maybe maybe we should just leave it to the actual music this time. Yeah, no, that wasn't the best. I think it was actually probably so bad we should walk. We should probably walk the plank for that. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you and me or just me or just I Oh, you? no, we should both walk. That was both equally bad. Okay, we walk. Okay, you All go right. first. You ready? I'll One, go first. Okay. Two, three, go. <gasps> I believe you did that. <laughs> See you next time. Like and subscribe. Bye. Thank you for listening. Now, apart from Julie and me, Let's Dive In is only made possible thanks to the support of Science Foundation Ireland and RTE. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So a giant thanks to them for supporting us and helping us put it all together. But what I think is even more important, no offence, Science Foundation Ireland and RTE, is the people who send the questions and our mini testers, because really they are the stars of our little international science showcase of science. Science showcase of science? Showcase of science. And because, I mean, like, we are showcasing the future and they are the future. We'd also like to thank our delightful producer, Nikki Coughlin. Whoop, whoop. Our coordinators, Lorna Byrne, Sharon Shannon and Avian Bird. And, of course, the head honcho, the lovely and very important Suzanne Kelly. I feel like I should have a drum roll. We should I have a drum, have roll. A drum roll. Susan, so. I don't know. Suzanne, <laughs> please keep us done fires. And finally, thank you goes to you. Yes, you for listening. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. And even your cat about the show and make sure that you like and subscribe. So until next time, enjoy your life. And other things. See you soon. Bye.